0: goes away there you go it's thursday june 24th and you're watching good morning southeast i forgot my cue, you got cue. <laughs> well it we're, be you? we are gonna get right into it we're uh we're here with callie wilson is on the phone from the voice good morning callie good morning this is uh her latest cd that's out uh can you she is from Salem, Iowa, and she was on The Voice. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Salem, Iowa and where you grew up?
1: Yeah, so uh, Salem is a little bitty town uh, in southeast Iowa, and uh, it's a great community, uh, really tight-knit. Everybody knows everybody, but it's, it's a fantastic place to grow up. And, um had a great childhood there, grew up singing in the talent shows at Old Settlers, um, which is a uh, year, uh, a yearly thing that we put on in August, and, uh, just to celebrate the town and the history. And um, yeah, I had a, had a great time growing up there. Super small, a lot different from Nashville, where I currently am right now. Uh, but I, I definitely enjoyed the Iowa upbringing. <laughs>
2: Hey, uh, Callie. This is uh, Lee. Collette. I don't. Are you probably never even heard of me? Uh, there was an opportunity uh, last summer that my band could have been your backing, your backing band uh, for an Iowa tour, but unfortunately we had to pass because our schedule was too full. Um, my, uh, or I actually did have a. Well, maybe a question. Do you know uh, um, a Jared Conrad from Salem, Iowa? Um, I know of him. I don't know if I've ever
1: met him before, but I definitely know of
2: him. Well, he, he would be my bass player, and I think he's the reason that uh, um, we were asked to maybe back you up um, for that summer tour. But, uh, yeah, he's from that itty-bitty town that nobody's ever heard of, too. Well,
0: I've heard yeah. of it.
3: <laughs> Callie Wilson visiting with us today on Good Morning Southeast Iowa. Uh, Callie, I'm the round guy, although I have lost a little bit of weight. I'm down to one belt now. and uh but i'm tickled you're on uh with us this morning anybody from iowa that makes it big uh we're certainly happy to have on the program uh what's your itinerary coming up i mean it's uh we're kind of coming out of the covid it's summer a lot of state fairs i assume you're booked up pretty solid um well i mean we're starting to book a
1: little bit more uh i'm planning a fall tour um, hopefully, gonna come through Iowa a couple times uh, this fall if I can make it. Um, right now, it's just you know, filling schedules and rescheduling things that were last year. So I had um, I had over fifty shows booked already, in, uh as of February, March of last year, and then all of them were canceled. So um, yeah, I had join my last. Club. I had my last. I'm sorry.
0: I said, join the club on that one.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, right now it's just filling up the schedule, working around the stuff that I already have um, on the books. Uh, and then I'm working on a new project, so I'm working on a new album and uh writing for that, meeting with um, some producers and stuff here in Nashville and uh writing with my songwriter friends and making new songwriter friends. So yeah, I've been I've been super busy and uh, you know, working working my day job as well, so uh and it's, it's definitely interesting and time-consuming, and uh, but I love it. I love the fast-paced um, life down here and uh, loving, loving making music.
3: So now I I understand that a friend of yours is going to be at our Iowa State Fair this summer. Uh, his name rhymes with Blake Shelton. Are you going to, oh. by any chance, be over there hang out? Maybe open up or play a couple of songs with him.
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, it all depends on if he gets a hold of me, but um, no, he'll, he'll put on a great show for y'all, and uh, he's, he's a tremendous uh, guy. I can't say enough good things about him, uh, but when he performs, he's just like, he's, there's just something electric about him, and uh, it's really, really fun to watch. So You guys will have a blast. Um, I don't know if I'll, I'll join in, but I would be happy to if he asked me, but yeah. Uh, you know, he puts on a great show.
2: Uh, speaking of Blake, do you have his phone number?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like
3: uh, I'd like Gwen Stefani's as well.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I don't have Gwen, but I definitely have Blake. Um, and uh, he is uh, notoriously bad at texting, but um, he's, you know, he's a good guy and has a Great intentions for his uh, former team members and current team members. So uh, we've chatted a few times, and yeah, he's super busy though. But uh, yeah, I do, I do have his digits. I don't, I don't give them out though. They're they're a little popular, I think.
3: <laughs> I was, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. Uh, let me ask you this: You were on The Voice. Tell us a little bit about what that is, and and especially uh, talk to us about a reality show. In fact, how reality-based is it? I assume there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, rehearsed stuff and and take two and three and it's so...
2: Fabricated drama.
3: The reality part of it, walk us through some of that because I'm convinced a lot of reality shows are pretty scripted. Um, well, so the voice is
1: pretty Uh, reality-driven. There are, you know, things called, like, B-roll, which um, is where you film with your family or the friends or whoever's closest to you, and it gives, you know, that backstory that they run during the show. Um, But for the most part, everything is, you know, it's pretty cut-and-dry reality. It really is. From what I've experienced being on the show for as long as I was, nothing was Scripted. everything was you know on the fly um I'm sure you know the coaches had notes coming in um you know trying to figure out what they were going to say to their team and all that stuff but for the most part everything was on the fly there were no take twos of songs um everything that you saw on the film was all one take um yeah I mean it's it's pretty cut and dry. I can't say the same thing for other reality shows because I've, I've never experienced that, but on The Voice, everything is pretty authentic. Um, as far as storytelling goes, you know, you meet with producers and all that, you know, prior to uh, telling your story on the show and just just talking to them about what you're comfortable about talking about, what you're not comfortable. Um, so that's, that's all pretty cut and dry. They're very respectful towards the contestants and they treat us really well and uh, you feel like a star when you're on the show, which is awesome. Uh, But yeah, I mean it's it's all pretty reality based. There were no scripted events other than like little skits that they would put on occasionally and film them. I know Team Kelly on my season did a a little skit uh, for the finale uh, but that was really the only thing that was scripted. So,
3: Cool. I, the reason I asked you that, Callie, I, I had the uh, opportunity to be on a reality show, The Biggest Loser. I was on season three of The Biggest Loser. And the thing I always heard was, uh, uh, all right, we're going to film this again. All right, we're going to shoot this again. So whereas, like your show, it, it appears to people like it's unrehearsed. My experience was that it was all scripted. So well, it, it
1: depends. It depends on what you're talking about. If you talk about, about performances, yes, we do rehearse. Um, we do fine tune rehearsing because any any kind of big show like that with a stage and people and all that stuff, you have to rehearse these things for camera angle lighting, um, you know, technical stuff as well. So um, we did have some dress rehearsals. But for the most part, I mean, everything is very unscripted as far as what the coaches say to you, what you say to the coaches. There are times where, you know, they may want to go back and grab something that maybe they missed or didn't focus on. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily call that unless it's, it's just, you know, the business of Hollywood and the business of TV. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, it's pretty authentic. Okay. Right. Morning. Hey, sure. uh, like, uh, who
0: chooses the outfits that you wear and the songs that you do and the lights and all that beautiful stuff behind you? I'm, not, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that.
1: It's
0: not, it's okay, wonderful. like, like on the show, you wore these amazing outfits and you had a, an unbelievable light show and things behind you. And I uh, just wondered who picks out those outfits and the songs that you sing on the show. Um, so, essentially,
1: when you go in kind of talk to uh, some of the wardrobe department about uh, what your style is, bring them aboard with some pictures and kind uh, of pick out stuff that you like. And then uh, wardrobe department really, really, really is tapped into what the have like to wear, what they don't like to wear. Uh, and then they go from there. It, it's a lot more complicated just picking out clothes um, and picking out clothes that look right on television. Picking out clothes that fit you right, making sure that you can tailor them in time. Um, but it was awesome. The wardrobe department is by far one of my favorite departments uh, of the whole show. Uh, they're all super, super sweet people uh, that care about you feeling comfortable on set. So um, they'll do whatever it takes to help you do that and to make you look uh, absolutely stunning every time. I know, you know all of my friends had fantastic wardrobe options places and, um it was just fun it was like it was like going shopping uh, but everything was going to be tailored to you so uh that was the best part <laughs> I I was um <laughs> as far as songs go uh you know there are different clearances um on NBC and, and the show itself so you know if an artist doesn't want their their songs on the show then um you know, that obviously is not an option for us. Uh, but for the most part, we got, had a lot of freedom uh, to put our input in. Uh, we do get assigned songs. I mean, it's, it's not like we can just pick them out where we really... We got assigned songs. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I, I remember for the most part, all of my songs were something that I could sing and that I wanted to sing and that I felt uh, comfortable and challenged singing. But definitely uh, during the battle rounds, I did not uh, necessarily, I wasn't very happy about my song choice for battles, uh, but it definitely grew on me. Um, And I ended up winning my battle. So I guess, you know, just living up to that challenge is good. And getting out of your comfort zone is also good. So, they for the most part they know exactly you know uh, what to pick out for you, and you give them a list of songs uh, from the beginning, and you kind of go through it with the producers, at, uh the music department, and uh, you guys are able to give input as well. So, but yeah, for the most part, they pick out the songs, um, and then we go from there.
3: Callie Wilson is on the
1: program with
3: us this morning. Callie, who was on The Voice and should have won, but we're a little uh, prejudiced. Uh, tell our viewers what, uh, how you finished and, again, what, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm choked up talking to you. Tell us a little bit about how you finished and, and what your thoughts were on how you
1: placed. Um, you know, I was just happy to continue my journey throughout, uh, the span of the show. So, um, you go into blind thinking, you know, if I just turn one chair, uh, I'm on the show and I can go from there. And so it was kind of like a step-by-step of definitely a take-it-as-it-comes type of person. So, uh, as I kept moving on, uh, I just took it day by day and. I realized that I was just lucky to be in the position that I was in, so um, I placed, uh, I believe I placed 13th, uh, so it, we start out with, uh, you know, 40, 40 people on teams, and they whittle it down, so I made it all the way to the live shows, which is something that I never ever thought was possible, but I made it into the second with the live. Um, semi-finalists, all that good stuff. So, you know, I was happy. um, I I just took what I could get at that point. Uh, Our season 17 was incredibly talented and they were some of them were incredibly mature singers that had been doing it for years upon years, a lot longer than I had been doing it. Um, You know, if you're going against season sets, uh, you're lucky to, to to get where you, you know, get where you get so uh being on the season that i was on i mean any of us could have been winners um and i was i was happy with worth where i ended up yeah i wanted to go farther and um you know that's something that i talked about but i i am not bitter at all about the situation i think i ended up exactly where i was supposed to um
2: and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was nice to go home and get some sleep and not be on such a hectic schedule, but I definitely do miss, uh, the process and miss the people. Hey, Callie, um, I'm holding your, uh, your CD in front of me, um, Love and War, <laughs> uh, and I see on the back here that, uh, you at least or co-wrote every song on here. You wrote a couple of them by yourself and a couple of them were, um, uh, co-written, um do you only do songs that you've um, had a part in the writing process or
1: um, most of my life I have if I'm going to sing an original song uh, I feel more comfortable being co-writer on it I'm certainly open to singing stuff that you know I didn't have a part in writing um, I think it definitely helps with the connection though if you were to write something Write something and then sing it, perform it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just like a preference of mine, I guess. Um, I'm a songwriter as well as an artist, and I take a lot of pride in writing my own material. Um, I think it's a very rare thing nowadays uh, to write your material and just go out and perform it. Um, but there's definitely no shame in taking a song that has been pitched to you uh, and uh thinking it in your own way and uh, developing your own emotions into it as well. But, yeah, for the most part, I, uh, I, I write, um, and then I sing it.
3: <laughs> Callie Wilson is with us this morning, and uh, she has uh, competed on The Voice. She is from Iowa. And, Callie, it makes sense to me that with your appearances on The Voice – Your recognition level has escalated, and you're probably signing autographs all the time. What, what? You know, people want a photo with you, that kind of thing. All this newfound notoriety. What's, what's that been like for you?
1: Um, know I, I've been super lucky. I've had really great experience talking to people, and uh, you know, them saying such nice things about me. Uh, it's really cool to come back to Iowa and kind of see the impact that maybe I had on on a, a kid that maybe loves to sing or uh, didn't think it was possible to be on television or all that stuff. So I think that's really cool. Um, I've been really lucky, and I love uh, I love the people that are fans, and I love taking pictures with people and signing autographs and doing all that good stuff. But most importantly, I love talking to people. And uh, getting that, you know, one-on-one connection with somebody that really enjoys my music, and um, you know, I get to I get to have little chit chats and get to know so many different people of so many different walks of life, and that's that's the coolest part. You know, as a songwriter, it's it's cool to, to uh, you know talk to people that have experienced life maybe much different differently. And so uh, I, just think, I just think it's cool. I think uh, <laughs> I'll never get used to it all the way uh, and it, it's died down a lot since uh, my time on the show. I mean, it's been uh, two years since uh, my blind audition was filmed so, um, you know, the notoriety part uh, isn't really a huge part of my life uh, even when I go back up to Iowa, but uh, when when it does happen, when someone does want to get a photo uh, with me or wants an autograph, it's really cool. It's um, but like I said, it's it's hard to get to get used to. And I'm not saying that's annoying or anything. It's just it's definitely kind of a surreal thing.
0: So Kelly, uh, I know the the people in Southeast Iowa were burning up the phones to support you. I my Facebook message was just dozens of people asking me to vote for Cali, I had no idea, I'm like I said screw California I'm i I'm a Iowa guy, but uh, you, you sang this song Wicked Games from Chris Isaac on there and I really thought you nailed that uh, how did that come about, the choice of that song and how did you feel about your, your singing of it? Yeah, so uh, that was one of my favorite
1: performances on the show and it was um was a thing that I was pretty nervous about from the get-go, just because I knew I was up against this um, this other contestant named Marina. She's so incredibly talented, and I was just lucky to be pit up against her because that's that's such a compliment um, from Blake and, and uh, his team that he he thought that we would get an even match um, and something fun to watch on television so uh, Wicked Game was my first choice it was my number one song on the list for Knockout and when I got it uh, I was very very excited it was in my wheelhouse I knew it was a song that I felt special singing and it's something that I've played out before and I've got so many compliments on it and I remember I played it for my roommate Katie Caden, uh, who placed third on the show, um, I played it for her right before song selections were made live to us. So I didn't even know I was going to get it, but I played it for her in our hotel room, and she was just like, "You have to have this song. You you are so special singing this song. You have such a connection to it. Um, I think I think this is going to be your song." And lo and behold, it was. And, uh, two very very different styles. Me and Marina. Um, she's more of a belter, more of a, you know, big voice like Celine Dion or, you know, Mariah Carey or something like that. But, um, I think a true artist can be in any kind of genre. Um, and, uh, I'm so lucky that Blake chose me to win. Um, and yeah, I mean, that song is so special to me. Chris Isaacs, at me afterwards uh, the song went to number one on the billboard chart uh like the day after i sang it uh so i think it reminded everybody of about how awesome that song is uh, but yeah it was it was a crazy experience and i loved it so much
3: it sounds like chris isaac should have sent you some money <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. yes I, you know, I wouldn't have been, I would have been mad at it. That's for sure. I would have, uh, I would have gladly sure. uh, part, partook in that, or even, you know, did a duet version or something with him, just because that that song just was like, you know, kind of a, a wake up call to me, saying like, before I was, I felt so so lucky and undeserving and kind of, you know, intimidated by the whole process, but after I sang that song and I felt so good about it on stage. I felt like this is exactly where I belong, and it gave me the confidence to keep moving on.
3: Callie Wilson uh, from The Voice with us this morning, more importantly, from Southeast Iowa. Callie, let me ask you, of all the choices you had, what made you decide to become a part of Blake Shelton's team? Uh, It was really hard. I was I was very torn um, when
1: when John Legend and Blake Shelton all turned around for me, and I was I felt very I felt very connected to Blake. Uh, so I think you know that that just there's something about him all the time that I just felt like we would we would be really good together and sell really well and have kind of the same ideas about music. So uh, that was really just. That was really it. I mean, I just felt like he was
2: a cool guy and somebody I could joke around with and have fun with. And, uh, I've heard nothing but good things about being on Blake, so... Uh, I, well, heard, that's, uh, that's, I heard, I heard a rumor about, um, um, Mr. Blake, uh, once upon a time that if you toured with him, um, you had to drink with him after, afterwards <laughs> on the bus. So, I uh, um, I don't know if that's true or not. I've never been on his bus, but, um... He didn't invite me anyway. Uh, I didn't know if you knew maybe that was true or not. Or you know, I don't know, but it
1: wouldn't surprise me at <laughs> all. He would probably he would probably have some Smithworks vodka uh, waiting for you.
3: So <laughs> what's
2: probably mandatory, uh, right? For every car- country artist. Uh, you would think so. Um, anyway, Callie, I had a really tough question for you, and uh, probably the hardest one you're going to get today. I. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? I, I know you probably don't do it very often or at all anymore, but back in the day, I'm sure you did. Um, it's a popular activity down here or up here, I guess, from where you're at. You know, I enjoy singing
1: some Shania Twain. Uh, I think that was like, I think that's usually my go-to karaoke song um, is anything Shania Twain. So, uh, I, And it usually gets the crowd around-
2: Outgoing. Everybody loves Shania Twain. I need to get you to more more of our shows because that's one of the most requested artists that we get. You guys know when it's Shania Twain, and I keep asking them which one of the guys in the band they think's gonna sing it. Cause, <laughs> um, yeah, mine dropped a a few years ago, so I don't have that. I don't have a voice good enough to cover it, and I'm sure as hell not singing a song called Man I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was you know. I don't sing a whole lot of karaoke anymore, but uh, that's definitely one of my go to. That's for sure.
3: Does it mean Stevie Nicks? Callie, I do a little singing myself. I uh, I sing at weddings, and I sing "Who's Sorry Now," and, and the audience <laughs> seems to love it. <laughs> so uh, what? Uh, that's, that's that's a good
1: one. I love that.
0: <laughs> you you you. Cutting your teeth in Southeast Iowa, and uh, Lee can attest to the grind of going—you know—all these smaller places. How did that help you become, you know, a a broader musician or have a little something different that everybody else didn't have?
1: I think uh, I think there is a a special thing that artists get by uh, cutting their teeth doing little small venues. um, I think that thing is. Uh, knowing how to get intimate with the audience, and knowing that um, each person in the room uh, can have a connection with you when you sing. Um, so I think that part is something that I hold very dear, dear to my heart. When I when I go out and sing these shows, it could be a thousand people in the room, and I would still find people to make connections with while I sing, and uh, making eye contact, and you know picking out somebody in the audience that uh, you can have that special connection with when you you sing a song and uh, put emotion to it. So I think cutting your teeth in these little small venues in Southeast Iowa and all across Iowa, um, that was probably my favorite part and just learning the ropes. And um, I think it's important for any artist to play a show where people are talking over you, and you may not have very many people listening, but there, you know, there might be a couple people listening in the back. I think it's important to get that out of the way and just know that no matter who's listening, or if anybody is listening, it could be nobody listening in the room that you feel comfortable on on a stage singing that song or singing, you know, a whole concert. Um, Just being comfortable, just being you, and not caring if anybody's listening. Because that's what it's all about. I mean, I sing when nobody's listening all the time, Uh, and I sing when I'm at my shows, and uh, it's no different. Just being comfortable on stage, Um, and that's you know that's what you that's the only thing that you can get from those shows is just you know doing them and uh, repeating the process and just getting comfortable.
3: Callie Wilson of uh, The Voice fame, as well as uh, being from Southeast Iowa, is visiting with us. Callie, uh, how willing, if at all, are you to cross over and cover uh, any rock stars? Do you do Neil Young, for example? Do you, do you venture into that genre, or are you strictly country? Well, so I'm. I'm more of a. I'm
1: definitely more of a pop singer songwriter uh so, uh artist um uh, but i have to know i mean i cover with mac and i cover uh you know foreigner and all this different stuff so i'm a i'm a fan of music in general i'm a fan of all these different genres so uh you know throw it at me and and i'll see what i can do um but i am a fan of music and that, and that is not genre exclusive at all so uh, yeah hell yeah i would I'm into rock and roll. I do some
0: sailboat. yet. Foreigner's going to be in a tumble tonight. What's that? Foreigner's going to be in a tumble tonight.
2: Really? Yep. The Bridgeview Center. I did not know that. I we're here for know it know to inform that. you. Oh, speaking for myself, I'd uh, I'd love to hear you cover some uh, um, some disturbed or uh, system of a down or something like that. And
3: what about Slip yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're from Iowa too. Right. <laughs> Keep it in the family. You, you got
3: to know about Slipknot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Nothing's off the table, I
0: guess. <laughs> so, you're a writer in Nashville. Tell us about some of your Nashville experiences. Have you worked with other Nashville stars and uh, wrote for anybody famous or anything?
1: Well, you know, I haven't written for anybody famous yet. I always say yet because you never know. Um, but I, you know, I, I've written with. That have had number one uh, songs, you know, on the radio, on the Billboard charts. Uh, one of my good buddies had uh, a song called "Yeah Boy" by Kelsey Ballerini, and that was a single and a number one song. And uh, you know, Taylor Swift even tweeted about it. And then you know, I have a I have a co-writer now. Uh, her name is Liz, and she's written, number one for Reba McIntyre and uh, Trace Adkins Uh, Brooks and Dunn. So, you know, nothing's ever off the table when you're in a room with somebody who has that kind of experience. And I just sit in there and I soak up as much wisdom and guidance and tips and tricks as I possibly can because that's the beauty of songwriting and that's the beauty of honing your craft is you're never done with that. And I love that challenge. Every day I'm learning something new and, uh, Getting to know myself as a writer as well, so uh, I've had a couple of cuts by some smaller artists. A girl named Tisha Renee, who was on The Voice, she's on Team Blake, um, I believe, season twelve or something like that. Uh, uh, she cut a song that I wrote called "Paper," uh, and then you know, there's a couple of other ones, you know, smaller artists, but uh, it's been super fun so far. And I don't care you know how big the artist is uh if they like my song and they want to they want to record it and play it by all means i have fun writing and uh, i'm not too precious to uh, keep all my songs to myself i'm going to keep some of them to myself but uh you know i'll, I'll let other people have them too <laughs> uh
2: speaking of um uh, co-writing and and whatnot uh have you ever considered like uh maybe doing a a duet um with a, another artist uh i didn't see any on your uh album here of course it's the only album i see here but um and um a follow-up question on that is i've written a couple duets um <laughs> are you pitching songs to me right now i could be <laughs> okay Oh, uh, yeah, I, I haven't
1: done any duets, but I would, I would be open to that. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do. I have a people from uh, from the show that I would love to do duets with, and we've talked about it. Um, but you know, with COVID and everything, we hadn't had the time or the place. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you'll, you'll start seeing some collaborations and all that stuff uh, pretty soon. Sounds good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, picture, picture song. Well, I'll
2: I'll wait till we're off camera to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect.
3: Callie Wilson from The Voice is with us. Callie, uh, let's take Lee's question a step further. Uh, You're now in a position to where you're starting to get a good deal of recognition, uh, uh, notoriety and the ability to uh, uh, perform and sing with them. Name one of the artists that you just simply adore so much that you would love to open up for. What what uh, artist is there out there that you just would die for uh, the ability to open up for them on some
1: kind of tour and play with? Oh, um, I don't know if you have enough time for me to list them all. Um, <laughs> but I less brandy carlisle uh i adore this uh, singer-songwriter named katie pruitt that's in nashville um she's you know getting bigger as we speak and uh is doing tours and all that stuff. So she's an incredible artist and, and an incredible songwriter um let's see here i mean i would love to open for blake um and I, I mean, there's just so many people that I would love to open up for. Uh, there's uh, a pop artist named Maggie Rogers that I absolutely adore as well. Uh, I think we would hit it off with me and be besties. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, as far as my top, I, I think I, part of me wants to say Stevie Nicks, but I don't think that I would even have uh, the confidence to even talk to her. Um, but I would love, I would love nothing more than to meet her, and you know, just just be in awe of her because she's one of my musical inspirations. So, but yeah, Brandi Carlile, my Musgraves, Maggie Rogers, uh, those are those are my faves.
3: Now, Stevie Nicks, do you cover "Landslide"?
1: Because that's I a do. Gr-
3: that's a great song, and I bet you do it very well. Well, she's really good at Stevie Nicks. Really? I've seen some on yeah. the YouTubes. It's
0: incredible. Dead on.
3: Sir Callie, I, well, I, think, I think you should drive over here. You're probably only 10 minutes away and <laughs> sing that for us. What do you think?
1: Well, I would love to. I actually just got back from Iowa uh, on Sunday night, super late. It was like almost midnight uh, by the time we got back to Nashville. Uh, I had done a couple shows up there. Um, in Iowa and loved it, but yeah, um, heck, I mean, maybe someday I'll be able to come on the show and, and sing a little bit for
3: y'all. I didn't realize you were in Nashville. I thought you were back in Southeast Iowa, but yeah, we we would love to have you.
0: What would you think about <laughs> doing a, a Cali Wilson shopping tour of Southeast Iowa? You start here with kim's <laughs> store and get in a van and take you and a bunch of people. To- around the different shops and places around here. Would you like that?
3: Uh, yeah,
1: that'd be awesome.
3: I don't think it'd be too difficult to talk Lee into opening up for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'm I'm always uh, game to um, collaborate with other artists.
3: Yeah, and it uh, sounds like Callie would be just the one to do it with. Yeah. Yeah, that's... We're proud of you, Callie. Oh, shit, I hung up on her. <laughs>
2: I'll call right Perfect. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. And Stupid. technology wins again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Johnson. <laughs> oh. The man, the myth, the legend. I brought my cowboy hat with me. I just didn't put it on. Go do get it.
0: She <laughs> hung up on me. Yeah, this was, uh, I didn't mean to do that. Someone else was calling me and I tried to hang up on them. And... Hello? Sorry, I didn't mean to hang up on
3: <laughs> They go, how did he appear? How did he end up wearing that hat? He was just without it a minute
2: ago. Now, the trick is my car is only like 10 feet away. There you go. Well, I, I, I missed it. This is, uh... You lost her?
3: Well, and when I said, uh, hey, we're
2: proud of you, she probably interpreted that as we were closing it up. Oh. I'm serious. I I, I did write a a duet, and I haven't got a a co-singer yet. And, uh, I mean, I'd be willing to have it tweaked, too, if uh, she wanted to get some co-writing credit. That was uh, that was a great interview though. Yeah, she was really good at it. Uh, I was waiting to hear her sing though. We didn't get her to well, sing. Well, we didn't. We uh, I uh, kind of you can't you, She works at... Your
0: line's busy now. Yeah, I didn't get didn't get back with it. Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna close this segment off. Uh, before I want to tell you, next week we're talking all about sitcoms. Uh, I've got the General Lee coming here. Our guest is a writer from Seinfeld, Keith Barony and. Any questions you got about any sitcom, he's been in the business, he knows everybody, uh, all the shows and everything, we get some good talking. Our guest today was Callie Wilson. Uh, she may never talk to us again after I hung up on her, but uh, <laughs> this is her her new CD. Get out there and get it. Uh, we sure appreciate you. We're going to have another segment coming right up, but thanks for uh, watching. Of, uh, overcome. So, Callie, uh, what what brought your parents to southeast Iowa? Where did they work, and uh, what kind of life did you have there in Salem? Well, um, so
1: my mom is a nurse. Uh, she was a singer. And then um, when she was pregnant with me, decided to move back to Iowa. She was in South Texas doing the Texas uh, music scene, which is... Uh, you know a world in and of itself um uh, so she decided to move back to iowa to be closer to family so i could be around my grandmother uh, my grandparents my aunts my uncles all that uh, so we've moved back in, in the in the early 90s and been there you know i've I lived there for 25 years um she was a nurse uh and yeah so i mean i think just, just being close to family I think uh, knowing that I was going to have a good childhood uh, in a small town and close knit community uh, was one thing that she was uh, looking for. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was fantastic. I, I loved I loved living up there, and uh, you know, I definitely missed I definitely missed a lot of aspects
0: of it. So, are you able to see this live? Uh,
1: I don't I don't believe so. Okay.
0: Well, Lee didn't have his cowboy hat on, but we scolded him in the, uh, in the part where you weren't on. He's wearing it
2: now. so. I was busy running around getting the table set up and everything. Yeah,
3: I know. <laughs> Callie, what does your family? It, it makes sense they're busting at the seams uh, just so proud of you. What's been their response and, and the uh, public's response to you, to them, to your folks?
1: Um, I, I think they are incredibly proud. You know, I, I felt a lot of support by them, especially when I was on the show. Um, a lot of times, you know, people don't really know what the music industry holds for them, and it can be very uncertain. It can be a really, really hard industry to be in, and I think a lot of the times Stanley wants to protect someone from all the rejection that an industry like the music industry has. Uh, but I, they have really, you know, backed me and supported me, and uh, they're super proud. And I'm proud of them. Uh, you know, they're all successful in their own ways, and uh, all inspire me to just keep, you know, driving towards my dream. And um, just yeah, I, I think I think in uh, the people that are closest very early in life then that is very inspiring and, and I admired that a lot uh, growing up with my grandmother. Uh, she was a businesswoman, you know, owned different restaurants and, and bars and stuff around in southeast Iowa and worked really hard every single day. I was, I was witness to that every day she would go in and help no matter, you know, what job it was, washing dishes, you know, taking the trash out, all this different stuff that maybe, you know, her, her pay grade was a little over since she was the owner, but she jumped in and did that without hesitation because she cared about her business and she would do anything for it and do anything for the people that worked for her. Uh, uh, So that was one of the things that really left a really solid impression on me growing up and I realized, you know, there's, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for, for music, for my dream, for my business, uh, and uh, so I I take a lot of pride in what I do and how I present myself and how I do shows, and uh, a lot of that stems from my family and, and uh, the way I grew up and what I watched as I grew up. And I have a lot of successful people in my family, and they're just, you know, they're lovely people. and I I love them so much, and I miss
3: them now that I moved down to Nashville a few years ago. But uh, they are wishing me well and uh, inspiring me every day to keep going. Callie Wilson with with us. Uh, Callie, let me ask you this. It it may be that you're a tad biased, but but, uh, The Voice isn't the only uh, reality show that offers people a chance to come in and sing what are your thoughts with regard to, to those other ones that, that, uh, the American idol, American idol, America's got talent. Uh, those, those shows do you have any feel for those?
1: Uh, I'm, you know, I really don't have an opinion on, on, uh, any of those shows. Uh, I've met several people, you know, just, just through the music industry that have been on those shows. Um, uh, Um, and for the most part, I hear a lot of good things about the voice in general. I mean, I had a great experience myself. Um, I hear very mixed reviews on, on some of the other ones, but you know, I I try not to get too caught up on that. Um, they're all an avenue to bigger things. Uh, the show is not your life. Um, and if, you know, if you make it, make it your life, then make it. Uh, something that you revolve your career around, I think uh, that's where you kind of steer into trouble. Um, Just because it's such a short journey on the show, I mean, even if you make it to the finale and you win the show, uh, you know, uh, six months later, there's going to be another season. So, you know, you just have to find a good balance. And taking it as it is and knowing that that's a great avenue uh, and it's a good avenue to find more fans and, you know, uh, find support and all that. But um, you, you really can't get too hung up on the details because after the show, you're going to have, regardless of that, you're going to have some, some culture shock coming back to the real world and not being in that TV world anymore. So uh, I think regardless of what show you're on, you kind of have to... Ignore some of those little details and the little negative things because otherwise it's just gonna it's gonna get you down and you're not really gonna enjoy the experience as much. So I don't really have a whole lot of opinions on the other ones, um, and I don't like to say anything bad about any of of the other ones just because you know I didn't I didn't live through that that was not my experience. So um, I try not to bash anything I don't know. About, I try not to bash anything at all, but um, but yeah, uh, I mean, for the most
0: part, I've heard they're an avenue just as much as the voice, and uh, you got to use it to your advantage. So, uh, Callie Wilson is with us out of the graciousness of her heart after I accidentally hung up on her earlier. Uh, so, uh, what was it like to turn down John Legend and uh, Gwen Sofani? Okay. I mean, you- You you said yes. I mean, it was like it had to be hard.
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely. I wish I could have chosen all three of them because uh, they all had incredible things to say. I think uh, it was easier for me to not think so much about John Legend just because I felt like I had heard about the other people on his team. And I wanted to last as long as possible on the show. And I realized that, you know, the first couple of rounds, I would have to go against the people that are on my team. And I was like, well, the really, really, really good people that I've heard um, that are on Team John, I don't want to go against them. Uh, And then, Gwen, I'm a huge fan of and Bonnie. I'm a huge fan of No Doubt. had a pretty good connection through the whole show. Um, we had some good talks backstage. And she's just a lovely human. She's one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met, um, and just very down to earth and and very um, all about the arts. Uh, she's a huge fan of artists, and that's something that she like really uh, built me up and built my confidence up. And, let me know that like yeah you deserve to be here too like you're just as much an artist as anybody else um you're just as much an artist as you know me and Blake and John and Kelly and all of them so I think uh it was really hard for me to turn down Glenn and it was hard for me to turn down John as well but I think I just felt like Blake was just the right choice from the get-go um I didn't know if he was going to turn his chair or not but I had this high hopes uh, and I, I, lucked out. I got what I wanted, and uh, it was super fun. But yeah, it was definitely hard. I wish I could have chosen all three of them uh, for all different ways.
0: How did team How did team Blake do?
1: Uh, team Blake. That my season. Uh, my season. He got second. Uh, uh, one of my teammates, Ricky Duran, uh, got second on the show. Um, and we had quite a
2: few people move on um, all the way up to the top four. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, he always does great. He always does great picking out talent. Uh, Callie, I had to ask, uh, was there a time like in your, uh, in your childhood that made you solidify this? Something, something happened or an experience you went through that just said, I want to be a musician when I grow up.
1: And that was one of the moments I could remember that I was like, oh, man, I want to do that. You know, I want to be up there. I want to, you know, have the crowd sing my lyrics back to me. And um, so, yeah, that was definitely one of the moments. Uh, I remember going to a Blake Schultz concert and it was kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, he's not, you know, this electric guy on stage, he's not jumping around like Garth Brooks or anything like that, I mean he has, you know, high energy, but he also has that flair where he can sit down on a stool in the middle of his set and just do a song by himself, and that was so incredibly special to me, and just the mixture of the two of those concerts, to me in my mind, uh, those are the memories that really uh, take me back to that feeling like, oh man. I want to do this, like, this is exactly what I want to do, I can do both, you know, I can jump around and have fun and, you know, make the crowd sing to me, um, I can have a moment on stage that is truly and completely intimate and sing a song with just me and my guitar and have that with the audience as well, I mean, uh, you know, just kind of seeing how different each performance can be was really, really exciting to me as well.
2: Uh, follow up on that question uh, you mentioned something about when you are on stage what was a, like a defining moment on stage that just said I'm where I'm supposed to be
1: yeah um, I actually just had uh, this is you know obviously not like the first one I had but um, this, this past weekend uh, I did a show in Burlington and I had a moment where I was singing I was just having fun and I was I was singing a song I was singing Tennessee Whiskey and I had the crowd start singing with me towards the end of the song and it was one of those moments where I was just like dang I love my job I just love this uh, it just felt like just a pure connection with those people and it was fantastic and they were all pretty good singers too so that was even a plus um, but yeah I think Connections like that, and moments like that during during a, a concert, or what I live for, you know, I'll be I'll be thinking about that moment uh, until the next moment that I have like that. So yeah, I think that is uh, my knockout uh, on the voice. I think that was also a very pivotal moment for me. That's where I uh, I had confidence before, but that's definitely where I felt like I came into my own on the show and as an artist in general um, I just felt super confident and super comfortable on the stage and I felt like I belonged there
3: Callie what was the song you were singing that that allowed the crowd to join in with you Tennessee whiskey
1: um, the, uh, this past weekend it was Tennessee whiskey
3: Okay. Well,
0: we couldn't thank you any more for being on here. You've
2: been a terrific guest uh, over the phone. Can I ask you, Kelly, would it be possible to talk you into playing one of your songs for us before we let you go? I'm actually
1: not near my guitar, but I would love to sing a little bit at some
3: point.
0: Well, next time we'll have you on as a guest on the Facebook and you'll be able to do it better.
3: Callie, before we let you go, can you give our viewers an opportunity to follow you, whether it's Facebook, uh, uh, the social media? I'm sorry, you're
1: breaking
2: up a little he, bit. I can't He was asking about your social media, your Facebook or, or whatever. How some does somebody people? follow you?
1: Yeah.
3: How does folks How do folks follow you in your career?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I have all social medias, but uh, the main ones that I use are Facebook and Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at Callie Wilson. C A L I W I L S O N. Um, I'm pretty much the only Callie Wilson on there. Uh, and then my Facebook is Callie Wilson Music. Um, it's an artist page, and that's where I actually have some Facebook Lives coming up. Uh, here pretty soon, and not exclusive. I haven't released any of those yet, so uh, be be sure to check out uh, my Facebook. I do some Facebook live concerts every once in a while, and I'm, I'm planning a couple of them uh, here in the next few weeks. So, uh, um, but yeah, so I'm all over social media.
3: Perfect. Well, I know after this, you're going to be inundated with all kinds of response. When you play here in Sigourney, the word (laughs) gets out. We helped Bob Zaney get over a million views
0: on his YouTube. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate you. You've been wonderful to work with. And uh, Anything you want to say to your fans in Southeast Iowa before we let you go?
1: Well, I mostly just want to say that I am so appreciative and thankful for all of you guys. Um, you guys have been with me from the start. Uh, ever since I was, you know, a 17-year-old kid doing little reeky-dink shows in Southeast Iowa. Um, and I hope I made y'all proud. And I look forward to seeing y'all out at shows very soon.
2: Thank you, Kelly.
0: Kelly,
3: thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you.
0: This has been Callie Wilson on Good Morning Southeast Iowa. We're going to finish this segment and start another one with John Whitaker here in a little bit.